we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. I am so glad you're here. As you know, I have decided to level up my podcast shows. I was committed to doing bi-weekly episodes and given where we are right now in the world, I've just been called to serve. And I have incredible resources in my life. And I decided that I would should start reaching out to them. And so you can have access to them too. So I have an incredible guest here with me today. And I had to promise myself not to go super fangirl because from the moment that I met this guest, I just was in awe of everything that she does, everything that she's about. And I just couldn't wait when she agreed to be on the show today. I just freaked out a little bit. So welcome to the show, Darlene. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be on and I just love you to pieces. So as soon as you asked, I said yes. Oh my gosh. Well, everybody, if you don't know Darlene Santori, you might know her as Coach Dar. She is the, I just like, when I think of you, I just think of the master of all things good. Like you just exude goodness. Like your heart is so big and everything that you do, but you're also, you also mean business. Like you have this like go get him like energy about you, but with the biggest heart possible. And that's not very common in a, in a human being. So it's just speaks volume about everything that you do and everything that you're about. And I'm just grateful to have you here. So welcome. I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to my audience in case they don't know you. So, um, give a little background. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that intro. Uh, I, that's, that's really awesome. I've never heard it that way, but, uh, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, because I think ultimately like teeing up, I guess the work that I do is I am the, uh, kind of like, I'm a champion for the human spirit. I try to help people win at the game of life. And, um, sometimes their life happens to be pro players on the court or the field or the ice or whatever. Me might be an entrepreneur running an amazing business. It might be, um, a chairman uh, or an executive, but whoever it is in the world, it doesn't matter. That's where my work might take me day to day, but I'm a champion for everyone to win at this game at life. And the reason I feel so passionate about serving and helping people is because I started out as an, I am an occupational therapist and I specialized in the mental side of things and uh, from the neuro to the mental health to the mindset, because I started taking care of traumatic brain injured patients and worked at this amazing, uh, renowned hospital. And our patients were very severe, the most extreme cases that we would get. And once they got stable, it was passed on to myself and other therapists to be that champion, to help that person overcome the most extreme obstacles and odds to find a new normal, to come back, to fight another day. Whether we use cognitive techniques, physical, behavioral, um, 
spiritual, emotional, everything that we're trained in, that's what, as occupational therapists, what we did to try to get, again, with an amazing team to get them back to find the new normal. So I was really my training and education, I'm board certified, all of that has led me to where I am today, but I would have never figured out that that would have like been the straight plan to where I am today. I just knew I wanted to serve people and help them and give them a, a gift. I am a therapist at heart. I mean, a practitioner, like a tool. You give me a tool to help someone make their life better, I'm all in. Mm. And then a champion for the spirit, a champion for who people are. I, I root for the underdog every day. I, I, want, I never want a person to give up on their life. Um, and so I went on and did that for many years and decided to go back to business so I could help figure out how to run healthcare and business and did that for some time and have run multiple different companies. But in 2008, I started my own practice, which the irony of this, Britt, is I started the practice when everything went under, when everyone was panicking and lives were changed, just like right now with this mm. pandemic. That gives me the chills. Yes, because it was just like you said, like now's the time to pay it forward. And my father thought I lost my complete marbles. You're walking <laughs> away like when people are losing their jobs, you have a great, great job with everything that you could imagine, you know, and you're going to walk away to go start your own practice. Like who does that? And I was like, dad, I can't, like, we're seeing people want to give up on their life, on their dream, on their job, on their everything. Like, I'm, and again, from coming from my background of helping people overcome extreme odds after severe injury, to me, I was like, this is a pause. This is, this is a comma, not a period in life, okay? And right now, we're in a comma. We're, we're on a holding pause. But this is not a period. That Life is not over. It doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging. It doesn't mean that this doesn't, sorry, I'm going to say this, it doesn't suck. It does. But man, with the right strategies and the right people and the right tools, we can get through this. We might have bruises on the other side, but we're going to get to the other side. And from what I had to do to help people in the hospital, to me, it was like, well, I'm going to go and serve. It was almost like it was a call to battle mm -hmm. and to be at the front line of helping people mentally and emotionally get through the tough time. And that's why I started. I, I was speaking for free. I was literally holding nights of inspiration for free. I started coaching for free. <laughs> and my dad's like, oh, this is really going to go well for you, huh? <laughs> but I will tell anyone listening, when your gift and your passion meets the world's needs, it will all work out. To, it, it will. You just have to stay in faith about it. And I have a really strong faith. I believe that God calls us to certain things and calls us to certain things to really step up. So whatever your spiritual belief is, there is something bigger that's guiding us to something great. But like anything, there's refinement. Like gold is going to have to be burned in order to be refined and for it to shine. We're all getting refined right now. And so from going through that and helping people and People have heard me say this before. I've had, unfortunately, three strokes. I've been through adversity of having to come back. My last one was a year and a half ago, which was the worst. And then my mom passed away about, well, in August. And that is one of the hardest uh, challenges. So we're going through grief also as the loss of our schedules and life and everything. Our, and Our normalcy. Yeah. And things are being stripped away from us too. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like, man, I've been so prepared on all of these things that uh, I don't just help people through it. I've been through it. And whatever tools I share, I've used myself. I've learned in my training as uh, you know, a therapist. But so now I'm just, I'm 
people call me a mental coach, uh, mental edge coach. They call me a peak performance coach, a leadership coach. I have all different names, life coach. <laughs> I help people optimize their life to mm. be their best in their sport and their game and in their life. So when I come alongside them, I just, um, I motivate them and I help them and I give them the tools that they need. So that's what's brought me to here, but I would have never thought that I would be here today in the mm. world that I live in. <laughs> oh my gosh. We could just end right there. I mean, drop the mic. I mean, from the, the, the first time I met you was at a Lululemon ambassador day and we were uh, invited to give our own Ted talk. And I didn't really, I didn't, I, I didn't, I knew of your name, but I didn't know like what you did at the time and you didn't get up and speak. And people were like, Dar, you have to get up and speak. And you did it. You're so humble. Um, and then we went to purpose and practice. And there was one moment that you got up there and you spoke and I was just in awe because when I see people living in their purpose, it just, it puts you on a different frequency full-blown different frequency. And it's not that you're just talking the talk, you walk it, you've walked it, you walk alongside people, you get people through it. And it's amazing. And like the, the tools that you have, which I'm really excited because that's why I invited you on the show. Cause I really want to get into these tools because our mind is our biggest asset. Like it is our biggest tool right now, especially where we are. And for someone that left a very comfortable job in the midst of a crisis that is right now bringing up some PTSD for people because everyone keeps referring back to 2008 and it's opening up all these wounds and, you know, we are, people are unraveling because of it. And, you know, the virus is bad, but it's everything else alongside with it. That's really causing so much pain and suffering and stress that a lot of it can be alleviated with um, what's in between our our two ears, like this super computer that we we have at our at our disposal. So um, I really want to get into some tactical things that can help because you mentioned with your patients um, when you first started, you would help them find a new normal, and it looks different for everyone else. But right now, where we are at is we have to create a new normal for ourselves because. I, I don't think things are going to go back to how they were. And honestly, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I'm kind of like, it's a blessing. Like I, things weren't that great in the first place. People were burnt out, stressed, getting so sick, like just all of the things. And I'm sitting over here like, this might not be a bad thing. Like really, like what, what can we create? What good can come of this? Uh, so I want to get into some of the tactical stuff, but Today is all about growth mindset. And for someone listening that hasn't heard that term uh, before, I do talk about it a lot, but I want to hear from you a little bit more about what growth mindset is and how you can really tap into that. Well, the thing about the mindset is, and people can't see this, but you can, I keep these <laughs> brain models. Like I had to dissect the human brain and study it. And I, like, I'm obsessed about the growth mindset in the brain, which I'm glad that you have me on to share about it. But yeah. the whole thing is what you fill your mind up with determines your outcome and then what you do with it. So the growth mindset is truly about what is your perception, belief system, and viewpoint that's going to help propel you forward? Because the very thing, the brain, and you can't, again, I'm holding it, but this will propel you forward or pull you back based on patterns, beliefs, 
and um, what you fill your brain with. So if you're in a fixed mindset, you might be someone who, when someone comes to you, it's, hey, do you want to try this new angle at work? Uh, oh, we're going through this pandemic right now. Do you think we'll ever get out this? And you'll go, oh my gosh, this is awful. We'll never get out of this. It's never going to work. Um, or you're, say outside the pandemic, you know, do you want to try something new? No. Why would I want to try something new? Like, I, I know and I'm comfortable with what this works. Gee, we've already, or you'll hear them say, we've already done this before. Uh, maybe we should try a new avenue. They're kind of already stuck in very old patterns and ways. And so I want you to think of a fixed mindset as almost like a birch tree. Um, they're, they're rigid trees. And so oftentimes when they get hit with the storm, they're fragile and they'll just, they're not fragile until they, when they get hit, they break though. They're very rigid versus a growth mindset is pliable. It's able to pivot. It says, oh, sure, let's try that. Or I'd love to hear your idea. We may go a different avenue, but let me hear what you have to say. Let me try something new for dinner. Let me listen to maybe some different music. Let's try a new way on how we see things. Boy, what I've been thinking for a while, maybe it's time for me to learn something new so I could reframe it. And now you're like the palm tree. Because when you go into a growth mindset, you're, when a storm hits or you're working on anything, you could bend down all the way down like a palm tree does in a storm and it bounces right back up. You, you hardly ever see, think about the hurricanes that happen in Florida and the palm trees are still there. Mm -hmm. That's the growth mindset. They are pliable. They are moldable. They, during a storm, they get hit and they come back up, but a fixed mindset is very rigid. And every decade that we go in our life, or I should say every year, you want to make sure that your mind, body, and spirit is like the palm tree and its growth that it's, it bends and it comes up. So do things that are keeping you loose. That's why I love what meditation and yoga does and all the things that we could talk about, but things that keep you in fluid motion rather than rigid stuck. Because when we get stuck, by the way, we get depressed and anxious. That lack of movement, there is a definitely a time about be still, and, I, and I'm all for that but you could only be still for so long, then you're going to need some sort of momentum to keep you moving. And um, there's ways that you do that. But growth mindset is all about being, I would say being curious and open and wanting to learn. And even if you don't agree, a growth mindset person is, you may meet someone that has a different perspective or viewpoint, but a growth mindset person doesn't hate. They say, gee, I respect where you're coming from. I may not agree, but I value that that's your opinion versus attacking, tweeting, taking someone down. That is a fixed mindset. It's unhealthy and it's never going to help anyone. But a growth mindset is, I mean, if you were in a growth mindset with political parties, you may be one way or another, but you're not going to hate the other side. You're going to say, hey, how can we come to the middle and find a solution? We need more growth mindset leaders out there so we could actually find solutions to problem rather than just complaining about problems. Oh my gosh. So, so much that I like, I'm just like nodding my head here. Yes, yes, yes. It's so interesting because I wish we're taught about this in school. Cause I know I've read different studies about just telling a child like, Hey, you're smart. And repeating that over and over again shifts like the trajectory of their schoolwork. I had the experience with running. I mean, I have tons of experience with growth mindset, but running in particular, I always used to say, I hate running. 
I hate running. I hate, and I said it all the time. My husband loves running. He's a trail runner. And when we first started dating, I was like, I'll never do that. Uh, but then I'd go to his races and I remember just being like, why? why don't I like running? Like I'm physically capable. I'm sitting here at the finish line eating the bagels. Why can't I run? And then eat the bagel. <laughs> so fast forward, I have ran tons of races. I did a 23 mile race with over 4,500 feet of elevation gain. Like someone nice. with a mindset could have never done that, but I don't think I would have physically been able to, if I didn't adapt a growth mindset. And you know, it's something silly with running, but it's like, if I can apply that to there, where else does that show up? And I think that you mentioned like the health side effects of having a fixed mindset. Can you kind of uh, elaborate a little bit more about that? Yes. So when you have a fixed mindset and you're in a negative space all the time and not open, you actually, it's shown that it elevates uh, cholesterol levels, it increases your, again, you're increasing your stress level without knowing it. So all the things that when you're putting yourself in constant stress, you might put on extra weight, you might start to have headaches, you get a lot more tension in your body, you feel more anxious, you might have more bouts of sadness or depression when it's not clinical, I'm just saying bouts. So you'll start to feel these ill effects, which by the way, then when you're in this negative mindset, you don't feel healthy, which means you might not go work out. You might not move like you should. So it, it's a compound negative effect. Mm -hmm. And we want to reverse that. And just by shifting your mindset to a growth mindset, you'll have a compound positive effect. Mm -hmm. Because let me just, let's just put it, is it a fun example is if anyone's ever met someone and first, when you fall in love, you're so happy. You're like, this is the best thing. Someone could give you the middle finger and you're like, who cares? Like, I'm just so happy, right? You're in a growth mindset because you're happy. You might go exercise more. You show up better. You're, you put your guard down and you're healthier at that time. So but when you are, that's just to let you know, like when you're in a positive mindset, how everything just seems to go well and you don't take offense to things easily. You're more in flow. Well, that's what a growth mindset does. It's, the, it's this uh, understanding that when you're in a positive, functional, healthy mental state, you don't take things as personal and you flow better. But to the opposite, when you're in a bad space mentally and you're aggravated and you're edgy, everyone offends you. Everything bothers you. Like the sound of something could aggravate you. So you could see it doesn't serve you well. And you may be taking offense to things that honestly have nothing to do with you, but it's because your mental state. Someone could text you something to just say, how are you? How are you? And they don't put the right emoji. And you're like, oh, what do they have an attitude with me? And you're like, uh, I was just asking how you are. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a positive growth mindset, you're like, oh, I'm doing awesome. How are you? So you could see your state determines how you perceive things, how you handle things, and definitely affects your whole health outcome. So putting your, learning to put yourself in this growth mindset will help you in so many ways. And then, by the way, that example of couples, try to find ways to keep falling back in love in that phase because it's so helpful for your health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, so, it's so true. Like you can feel it. Like you feel 
the it in your body. So I kind of I want to get into ways to cultivate the growth mindset, but I I also want to talk about first what the connection is with our mind and our body because mm-hmm. I've in my like with the coaching that I've done, I've realized more and more how disconnected people are and they think that their mind is separate from their body, but it I mean, mm-hmm. it's all one and the same. Like that's like how I got into holistic yeah. health coaching because yes. we're all connected. Yes. Um, yes. So what is the mind like because you've studied the brain which i like i'm so funny i was asked the other day if there's a subject that i could master like in school if i could go back what would it be and i wrote the brain so um, (laughs) you're holding that i was like i want to know more (laughs) well well i'll just i'll just pour into you when we can do Um, what i want to say is um sometimes it's hard for people if i say like specific areas but let me make a general statement your brain and body is absolutely connected and you, we understand this best when we talk about exercise. So people will say like, listen, you could go get physically fit, but still be mentally off. Or you could go get mentally right, but you're not physically fit. They have to go hand in hand. So they are connected, but they need to come as one. And, and I'm actually making my hands like I'm, I'm putting it in a prayer. They come together. You're, you're gripping your hands together as one. So I often, this came to me when I went to go get yoga teacher certified. And again, yoga for me was not always easy because uh, just like staying in a, a still space for me was always hard. But what I found is I love Shavasana at the end. Shavasana at the end for people who don't know is when you are done with yoga and you lay there and you're receiving everything you've just done and your body is that calm still. And it, it is, it, it's the most beautiful experience, but... What I said to the instructor when they asked, what did I learn about yoga? As I said, I actually learned the metaphor for the brain and the body that Shavasana does not feel that laying there. That's what that term means is that it's that laying in stillness that does not feel as good until I've done something. So I actually had to do the work of going through a yoga class and moving my body through challenging movements and push myself in order to enjoy that beauty that happens at the end of class. But if I just sat and laid at the beginning of class, it doesn't feel as good. So your brain feels almost euphoric after it's been challenged a little bit and pushed. And the brain body connection is when we are in movement and we put ourselves through things, not harsh, but when we do some sort of movement, we feel better. That's why people say, well, it is. Serotonin is absolutely released. We have increased Uh, chemicals that are released in our brain after we move and we exercise and you start to feel better. And by the way, it doesn't happen the first try. This is again, compound interest. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to move your body. So then the brain starts to pick up, oh, this isn't just a one and done thing. Mm -hmm. This is a consistent pattern that I'm picking up on and this feels good. So now your brain actually like you gave yourself the best pill. It's the, it's free. Mm-hmm. Meditation and movement, by the way, are both free. I tell people, you want to get hooked on a drug? It's movement and meditation. So um, true. Because Same both thing. are, it's actually movement and stillness. You're getting both, but it's in combination. And that's that combination of the brain and the body. Mm-hmm. And when your body moves and after it's done something, you, it, it, our body loves to, and our brain loves to feel rewarded of something so that you do something and then you're rewarding yourself of it. It's like Pavlov dogs, the whole principle. We do something and we get rewarded. Our brain loves that training, mm-hmm. but make it a positive pattern training. And then that's how the brain and the body connects. And it will help you so much. Cause you know, when like right now I'll tell people, 
if you Netflix and chill for hours and hours and hours, that first night is fun. The second night, okay, but now you get into five nights and you're up till two in the morning and you've been sitting for hours, you're off your sleep cycle. You innately start to not feel good about yourself. Your body feels off because you've completely taken yourself out of your own rhythm that's healthy for you and your brain is trying to make sense of this pattern that's not healthy for it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I mean, even, I don't know if you've uh, dabbled in the show Tiger King or have heard of it, uh, but we, I, I don't really Netflix, I never watch TV, but of course we're like trying to keep up because everyone's talking about it. And mm-hmm. last night we watched an episode and we didn't go to bed any later than we usually do, but just because usually before, two hours before bed, I write, I journal, I read no technology. But since this show's come on, I've watched it and gone to bed. My sleep and my cycle, so off. Like I woke up at 3 a.m. today and I was like, "Mm." and I blame, I was like, well, that's Tiger King's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to take responsibility for that. Right, right, right. It it is so interesting how it's like, it takes a longer time because it's compound, right? Like it's compounding over time for the good habits that really make you feel good from the inside out. But it's so fascinating how those bad habits, it happens. It feels like it happens almost instantaneous. And, um, it's just right now, the time that we're in, it's like what we do in this space that we are given, um, for however long right now it's, April 30th, but we have no idea. It's going to make or break the the outcome, the result that people want once we get out of this. Totally. So um, what, what, what are some, like with developing that growth mindset, what are some things that people can really do today that would help with that? Okay. Here's something fun is and the starting point of this is to sit down since you have the time. I want you to open up your journal And I want you to sit there and say, you know, we do all these physical detoxes. I want you to do a mental detox. Mm -hmm. And the first way to go to a growth mindset is to say, you know what, what is mentally, spiritually, emotionally, relationally not serving? So I'm putting you in that space of reflection first. What is not serving you? That's kind of like a weight that's holding you down. Is it a thought process? Is it a pattern? Is it a routine? Is it a habit? What is not serving you right now? Write that down. Then on the other side of the paper, what is serving you? What's working well? What excites you? What propels you? What what helps create movement for you? Because when you could identify this in order to go into the growth mindset, you want to say, gee, you know, for someone who is really reflecting, they might say, now that I've heard this, I do often go to the no first. I go to the negative first. So maybe that's not serving me. So what's not serving me is being aware of it and that say no. And what would serve me is to be open. And to maybe when someone brings something, say, this feels uncomfortable, but I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to at least learn from it. And so I want you to first make that reflection, okay? Because the growth mindset is just creating awareness. Because if you don't even have awareness, emotional intelligence, I'll say as a therapist, someone will say, you have to help them. And I said, if they don't have the awareness or the want, I cannot help Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. First of all, we are not here to fix anyone. Mm -hmm. So just know that you can't fix anyone but you could sure as heck come alongside and empower them and inspire them and give them the tools to coach them and see them through. So I have to, in this, that first example was allowing you to gain awareness and emotional intelligence of the things that are not serving you to the things that are serving you. And then also that goes to judgment. 
where do you sometimes put judgment on certain things? Is it a type of music? Is it a type of person? Is it a, the way someone believes something? Are you casting judgment on things? Because that's a fixed mindset. And I need you to get the contrast of what is and what isn't working for you. And then say, boy, how can I loosen that up? And uh, I listened to a great sermon by Joel Olstein, And he said, you know, I went and I decided, someone kept asking me if I would go to the symphony. And he said, I didn't really like the symphony per se. He said, but I thought if I'm ever going to understand why people like it, I should go and attend. So he said, I, there I went to the symphony and it wasn't so much that I loved it after, but now I was aware of it. So again, he didn't have to love it and say, oh, I'm all in, I'm gonna go every week. But what he did is he showed up to say, I just wanna know why you love it. And so I would say to go to a growth mindset after you did that first activity is, what are the things that maybe you could put yourself in to just gain awareness? Is it listening to a different viewpoint? Is it putting yourself, uh, listening to different music? Is it just doing things that allow you to expand your knowledge? Again, you don't have to love it. I just you want you to be aware of it because if you are going to use your gift to meet the world's needs, you have to meet, you have to understand what all of the world's needs generally are, which is different personalities, tastes, and likes. You might not like certain food. I don't love Chinese food, but I've gone out and I've tried it. And I, I love Asian food, but specifically Chinese, I don't feel good after. I'm, I think I'm allergic to something from it. <laughs> but by no means do I go and say, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I might find something on the menu that I can't eat, but I'm not going to knock everyone say like, absolutely not. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not about me. I'll mm -hmm. find something. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying like, open up your sensory and cognitive palate, okay? Mm -hmm. and see what you could be open to. Again, not necessarily to love, but to be aware. And that will start to get you in a growth mindset. And you'll start to go every day, how can I be more open about this? How can I lean into this rather than shut it down and be so negative? If you're the first person to snap as soon as someone says something, that's probably a fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. But if you're the first person to listen, wait to respond, filter it, and then offer something, you're probably in a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to be able to evaluate it too. Cause it is interesting. It's like, how do I, like the running thing is really tangible. The music thing too also really stands out to me, uh, especially with, again, my husband, totally different taste of music, loves bluegrass. Uh, but I was so open to it because A, he loved it. And I was like, I want to know why you love it so much. And now like, I know a lot of the music and I actually really genuinely enjoy it because I was so open to it. So it is interesting to be able to evaluate it in that way. Do you think that you can have a growth mindset towards one thing and then just be so fixed in another way towards another thing or person? Oh, sure. I mean, think about when someone has a growth mindset in like their physical health and they're like, I'm going to be so open to whatever training I could do on this. And I'm going to go all in anything you tell me I'm in, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden they come home and they're fixed in the relationship, mm. right? No, that's not how we're going to do it. No, I don't like doing that. Or their growth mindset with that physical, but then they go to work and they're a tyrant. No, we're not doing it this way. Mm -hmm. No, that's not. And you're going, how are you so open about this? Because they're still not actually in a growth mindset. They're doing what they want. And so the health part of them feeds them, but it's, it, they haven't shifted from me to we. Mm -hmm. 
So if we, part of growth mindset is being in a we mentality. Now, again, this does not mean not to put the oxygen on you first, to not do your self-care, to not do the things you need to. But once you've done the self-care things that you absolutely need to do that are a necessity, not a want, a necessity, Mm -hmm. then you could add in the wants as long as you're aware of the we space that you're in. We space could be your family, could be the people you work with, could be your community. You expand that based on what fits for you, but you go from me to we, and the me is the necessity, the needs for self-care to survive and thrive, and then you shift to we. So mm-hmm. I would offer, usually when I'm coaching people and they're like, but I'm in a growth mindset. That was a great example of like asking that because they'll say in one area and then I'm like, but you're so fixed in these other areas. Mm-hmm. And again, we're human. So I never, it's never about making anyone feel bad. It's just asking questions and making them aware to say, hey, if you're great here, right, how can we shift that greatness to this other area? Because you're obviously succeeding already. You, mm-hmm. Let's just pour power and strength into that. Absolutely. Awareness. Uh, and, and it is, it's like shining a flashlight. Like that's how I view coaching is like, Hey, like, have you thought about it this way? Cause I've noticed that a lot with my clients is like, if you were able to be fluid and grow in this area, like think about how you can apply it in this area. And right. I think right now with the world that we're in, it's like looking, cause I think everyone has maybe had like, some may have had more growth mindset than others, but chances are, if you're into fitness or into healthy living, and there has been a, a point in everybody's life where they have experienced it, they may not realize it. And it's like, okay, how can you apply that situation to what Mm -hmm. we're in now? Uh, I do want to ask about the negativity bias because I know we're, we're wired for like negativity bias because that's our survival brain, right? Like that's why when we're in survival mode, everything is short term. It's like, how am I going to survive tomorrow? Like, do I have to go stock up on food or toilet paper, all these supplies? Cause I got to survive. Um, and that's very short term, uh, because of that negativity part of our mind. How does that work? Well, the negativity bias, like you said, is real. Like our brain does do it to survival, but I will truly, I, again, this is not scientifically proven. This is just 23 years of a therapist, but when people actually align themselves spiritually with something bigger, there is more of a centeredness and a present and an internal guiding spirit that allows us to be more in a flow and positive space. Mm-hmm. So we won't necessarily, like for the example, all of a sudden it hit where this pandemic is now going to be big. We might, people worried, will I get to the store? So they're buying out. I never thought to go to the store. And again, I'm by no means perfect on this, but I'm just, I never went to the store to say, I better buy every one of these things off the shelf. What I actually went when I was, I actually finally found some disinfectant. I bought two because there was only like 20 of these disinfectants. And I only bought two, not because it told me, but because I was like, I want to make sure there's enough for everyone. Because I'm thinking of the whole approach. By by the way, the only way we're going to get healthy is if everyone works to get healthy. And if you take all the things away where people don't have the tools, and this goes for beyond the pandemic, <laughs> you know, even emotionally and spiritually and physically, like think about, again, me to we. And when you are really wake up every day to understand this, this journey is not about us. This journey is about somehow we've been blessed, each of us, to have a unique gift. And we are asked to wake up every day and say, how am I going to share this gift? When you do, 
the negative negative bias starts to fade a little bit. You're not in that mindset as much. And it's just this peaceful, spiritual place to be in for whatever you believe. But if you, again, it's got to be led to you're here for something bigger. And then you don't go into that fight or flight because for me, again, I can only speak for, I, like, I know where I'm going after this. And it is amazing. And I'm not scared about it. When my mom just passed, when people said, I'm sorry for your loss, like I said, well, she's not lost. I know where she is. And so it's a reframing of it, right? You're reframing of things. And so there, there really does come some sort of peace and it provides for hope. And I know some people don't like the word hope, but I'll give you an acronym, hold on, pain ends. <laughs> I love it. And just so in order to shift from this, it's all about reframing the brain and understanding that there is something much bigger than what we see in front of us. And that, again, if you are in a purpose-driven mindset, you're not going to look to just get, you're going to look to give. And let me just add something really great about Kobe Bryant. He went from a get mentality to a give mentality by the, ten, ten, by the end of his life. So he went from a get mentality to a give mentality by the end of his life because at the beginning it was, let me get that NBA final. Let me get that all-star. Let me get like these accolades, which is understandable when you're starting out. You have to, you want to build some credibility. You want to build, I get it. But did you see where he shifted in his joy and happiness was towards the end when he was giving, mentoring, pouring into his family, his kids, his community, the world. When he moved into that mindset, there was no negative bias. There was no um, imposter syndrome. There was none of those things that you kind of deal with because he was in a give model and mindset. And that is so powerful and something that if everyone looked, they would see that. Mm -hmm. And so we could go there faster by just shifting into that mindset now. You don't, you don't have to worry about getting. You just worry about how you could share and give. And by the way, the things that you really want to get, you'll get them, but give first. Mm. Oh my gosh. So much. Like, I'm sure you could see my little top bun bobbing head. Like, yes. Cause I, uh, everything that you just said, it's so true. And I feel the same way when I, when all of this is going on, I went to the store we still haven't bought toilet paper. I don't even remember the last time I bought toilet paper and we didn't buy any during this, this crisis. And I'm like, do you think we can go the whole time without getting it? Because it is so true. It's like, there is enough to go around and this is like a, we, like we have to get through it together, but it is interesting about the mindset that you just spoke of is like having that purpose driven because that is what keeps things going. That's what keeps me going. That's why I asked you to be on the show. This is why I'm showing up every day. It's like, how can we contribute? How can I help? How can I provide value? Uh, because I know that, that again, like you said in the beginning, like this is a comma, this is a pause, this isn't a period. And it's like, how do we show up to take these skills, not just during this time, but for the rest of our lives? It's like, taking this, everything we're learning about ourselves and our world and how to remain in a state that won't create more health problems and won't make us sick and all of the things that follow that, uh, because I think that's how we'll be better off in the long run. So thank you for sharing that. That was absolutely hundred percent 10 out of 10. <laughs> I, I'm over here. I'm like all these thoughts in my head right now. Uh, but thank you because thank you. it's 
true. The, you know, there is the negativity bias, but it does go, it really does um, subside. And I've experienced that too. So hearing you say that, I'm like, okay, because I read so much about it and I'm like, is there something wrong with me if I don't, if I don't experience it that, you know, but I think it's because of this work. I think it's because of having a spiritual practice and doing meditation and moving my body daily where it doesn't come up as much. So it is so fascinating to hear you say it from that perspective. Cause I haven't heard it from that perspective before. So that was really, uh, that was really validating. And like, it confirmed a lot about my own beliefs. I'm glad. I'm glad. And I think mo most of it in the work that I do, I'm constantly shifting mindsets. That's the work. I mean, empowering the human spirit and shifting mindsets mm -hmm. because when you could shift it to see it a little bit better and reframe it, you show up better. Absolutely. Yes. Well, you are a mind, a mindset wizard. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is a gift. If I, I mean, cause I have, I'm going to do a couple rapid fire and then I want to give a tangible, like a, a single action that someone can take today after listening to the show. Um, but I do have a couple rapid fire questions for you that might or might not have to do with our conversation, but Okay. <laughs> uh, my first one is, um, what book have you recently read and, or would recommend and why? Okay. I'm I like sitting here like a cone to come out faster. Atomic Habits. Oh, I know. It's like one of my favorite books. Wait, I met James Clear again. See, I get very fangirl about people that change lives. Um, and I like went total fangirl too. Like such a phenomenal, phenomenal book. So incredible. I, I literally bought, as soon as the book came out, I bought so many copies yeah. to give to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it is. I mean, it, everyone needs to get it, listen yeah. to it. Oh, like make it a part of your mindset and brain. And because the habits that you, again, it all goes back for me when I was reading it, it was like, yes, like he understands this. <laughs> it is. It's all about the patterns that you're creating and the habits that you're creating or not. Or not. And I love that he talks about your future self and it's like the shifting of identity, which is the mindset. It's like, yeah, you're, if you think like, like the two per, the, the example of the cigarette smoke smoker, when it was like, um, no, I, I, I can't smoke cigarettes or I'm trying to quit. And then the other person's like, no, I don't smoke. It's like, which person is going to benefit more from that? The person yes. that says, no, I don't smoke. So yeah, that book is, I feel like- Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, even when people say, like, there was a person that I was uh, working with and they were like, well, I'm not really an athlete because they weren't a pro. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, you are an athlete. And so if you set out your clothes and you get up and you exercise and you're doing a routine, like you're an athlete. Mm -hmm. it, again, it goes to like, where do you put yourself in what category and how do you want to show up? It is so empowering based on the words you say to yourself too. Absolutely. It's, I mean, the, the way that we speak to ourselves is it determines our reality. Uh, okay. The other question is, um, let's see. Okay. If you could visit any place in the world, where would it be and why? It definitely would be Italy because I am Italian and my mom and dad are both from Italy and my mom was from Milan and I've never people I've traveled all over and people cannot believe I've never been to I've never been out of the country other than to Canada and Mexico and I've never been to Europe but it would be Italy because Italy and Israel Israel because of faith roots and um my faith but then Italy because I feel like I'm going to cry when I go cuz I want to feel so connected to my mom and my 
just my, you know, ancestral roots. So I can't wait for that. I was actually going to try to plan to go uh, come 20, the end of 2020. And I, I don't think that's happening right now. Well, you never know. It might work out by the end of 2020. Both Who knows? places. I'm I went to flow. Israel for my birthright trip and I've never felt more connected to a country. I didn't want to leave. It was so amazing. Um, yeah. And Italy is incredible. Yes. So I look forward to when you go because I, yes. I want to know so I can hear about your experience. <laughs> uh, okay. So one last, one last question is what's an action, something tangible that someone can take today uh, that can really help foster that growth mindset, help with their happiness, their health uh, during this uncertain time? I think right now what comes to mind is I, I just ask you to make 1% progress every day and not to be perfect, to not beat yourself up during, because during this specific time right now, people, some days they'll feel paralyzed. Some days they feel good and they have momentum. You're going to ebb and flow through these emotions. And I don't want you to beat yourself up about, if you don't shower one day, that's okay. But what I don't want you to be is consistently in a space that you know is not going to be healthy. So I just ask you, what's 1% progress you can make? What's one little shift you can make that can help you move forward for the day that makes you feel like you had some sort of sense of accomplishment, that you got yourself into momentum, and that way you didn't beat yourself up, but you moved yourself forward. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think that's important at the space that we're in because I'm seeing a lot of people write to me now about how they are in this anxious space or sad space and they're beating themselves up because they feel stuck. Well, like I said, you're grieving. You're grieving a lot of things. So when you're grieving, you're not going to show up like you always do. But what I'll ask is not to give up. Not and I, this is multiple, I'm sorry, but one would just the what number one answer is definitely make 1% progress, but I'll remind you and when you do that, remember this is a comma, not a period. And what I want you to think is this bad season does not mean a bad life, okay? Mm -hmm. That this, it's, it's, it's not a great month. It, it may not be a great, have been a great year for any of us so far, but that doesn't mean it can't end great. It can't mean, it definitely does not mean that this is the end of our life. Like we have so much life to live and I pray that we all get days to live because I know a lot of people are unfortunately battling for that right now. But if we get another day, then I ask you to show up for it the best that you can right now to not beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. And remember, it is a comma, not a period. We're going to get through this. Mm. Amen, sister. Drop the mic. So good. Thank you. Love you. So much. Love you so much. Um, you're, thank you for sharing your heart and you are such a gift to this world. So thank you for being you and doing what you're doing and inspiring so many people, myself included. Um, where can people find you? Where, sure. What are some, some social links for them to look at? Social, uh, I'm mostly active on Instagram. So if you go to the Coach Dar, so T A G Coach Dar D A R, you could find me on there. I post a lot in the stories and inspirational pay it forward tips that I'll share. And you could send me messages through there. The Twitter's the same, the Coach Dar. My website is coachdar.com. And I also just, I'll be announcing, but you could go look. I have a a course, an online course that you could take and it's up and ready to go. And there'll be another one. So the first one is leveling up your mindset to level up your impact. And the next one is going to be the five place to greatness. That's going to be released 
probably in the next week or two. So those are ready to go during this time so that you could keep getting filled. They're usually key, those are keynote speeches that I broke down that normally you can't usually get unless you're at a keynote, but I wanted to make it accessible to everyone. So, and they're Ted talk style. Like it's, it's like the first one is five courses and it, I mean, five sex segments and it's only maybe like eight minutes. I wanted quick nuggets that you can get through and then each of them comes with a little worksheet that you could take and write. So take this time to fill your mind and go through things and, you know, fuel yourself with the things that are going to help you grow, whatever that is with whoever it is, mm -hmm. everyone's going to have something to offer. It's got to align with you. And I'm here. Uh, I oversee pay it forward for our country and be on the lookout because on April 28th, it's where the, the world gets together. The irony is the world gets together on April 28th. We should be paying it forward all the time. That's the whole premise of the movement. But if you go to globalpayitforwardday.com, you'll find out more. But 86 countries come together to try to unite in kindness. And this has been going on for 12 years now. And I've been involved for in my role as ambassador for six years, but I've been doing this for a long time. I just think it's so ironic that we're trying to, we were trying to, remind people to pay it forward and be kind and here we are with this pandemic and the world is uniting through kindness so it couldn't be a better time for us to share what acts of kindness that you can do and so starting tomorrow april 1st it's going to be a series so you could follow on instagram and everything but follow me i'll be sharing mm -hmm. information go to globalpayitforwardday.com uh, anything that i'm talking about you'll see but boy, the world is uniting more than ever. And I, I am so excited about that because I think that good, I know good things are going to come from it. So go check it out. Be a part of the movement. And this isn't just during the pandemic. This is all the time. Look for ways to serve and be kind because that's how we elevate humanity. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's like we take this and, and this is like, this is creating the new norm, like paying it forward and yes. spreading kindness. I yes. will definitely be following along. That just like sparked an idea in my mind of creating a list of things to do to pay it forward by social distancing or physical distancing. So now my wheels are turning, but I'm for sure participating in that because nothing is better than like just making someone's day. And yes. on a small, it can be such a small act, but it has such a big impact and then it creates a positive ripple effect. I mean, that's my whole, that's my whole mission and my whole purpose is to create a positive ripple effect. So I'm in for global play it forward nice. day month. And the timing is so, I mean, everything's divine timing, right? Like just this whole year, all yeah. of 2020 has been very I fascinating with timing. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much again. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Brett. Whew. Don't you just feel like you could accomplish anything after listening to Coach Dar? She is the real freaking deal. She walks the walk. She talks the talk. She is incredible. She's been through so much. Her story is inspiring. If you haven't checked her out before, please make sure you do. Uh, if you are doing random acts of kindness, tag us on Instagram, tag this episode, let us know what you think. And if you're feeling generous today, I would be so grateful for a review. Um, when you leave reviews, that is exactly how we can spread this message to as many people as possible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time and for listening. The coaching call this week is back to its normal time at Friday at noon. The link is in the show notes to sign up for a free coaching call with me. Just
just a place for support, love, resources, and to connect with other people. It's been amazing. I've been doing it for the past couple weeks, and I want to invite you to come join in. All right, that's it. So until next time, remember, love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine. You're so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.